everyone. Welcome to Healthy Conversations podcast with your host, Nyasha B. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Sacrifice Chirisa, who's a mental health uh, specialist. He's a psychiatrist, and he's also the healthcare services GM at CMAS. Welcome, Dr. Chirisa. Thank you, Nyasha. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah, we've got a, an exciting and amazing topic that we'll be talking about. We were focusing on mental health and self-care. Yes. So we want to just dive into issues around, you know, mental care, talking about, you know, the emotional state and how it even affects, you know, your behavior, um, how you think and how you act. Okay. So hopefully we can also get some tips and advice in order to, you know, keep resilient during tough times and be able to keep up with the times. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. we'll dive into all that and... We see where we land. Yes, no, thank you very much. Yeah, so just tell us a bit about your background, just a brief background in terms of the work that you do and um, in the community. Um, so my passion is, is mental health. And um, I've been working in the mental health space since 2002, okay. um, up to now. And I went through the whole process working at government hospitals, um, opening uh, you know, the first private psychiatric units in Zimbabwe. Uh, going on to open the first private um, drug rehabilitations um, uh, units and then uh, grow grow that side of of um, the practice and uh, where we now have got three uh, but all of them are still in Arari and including my own uh, our practice and um, so th th that's practically who I am I'm also um, you know a pastor and um, that in itself to me is, is an extension of what I do because one of the things that I've realized, human beings are, are emotional beings. It doesn't matter whether you are male, female, young and old, you are emotions, you are a bag of emotions. And those emotions, uh, you know, at some point in life, through life experiences, they will, they will need regulation. Mm. And that's really the essence of, of, of mental health mm. and uh, mental health or, or illness. Mm. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it all it emanates from the same thing. Yes, and I think I like that where you're marrying um, both the mental health side and also you're involved in the you know spiritual and the faith side. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's course quite nice because these are two deeply connected areas. True, true. You know, human humans, you know, by nature, are social beings. Mm -hmm. In that socialization, uh, you know, that socialization is actually cemented by emotions. If you remove emotions, we cannot socialize or we cannot find value in our, um, our social you know, relationships. Mm -hmm. So it is the emotions that actually drive and that make, sense, make us make sense of those social connections. Mm -hmm. And because of the emotions and, and the hurts and the experience that people go through, and most of it, it comes through the relationships. This can be mother and child, this can be husband and wife, brother and sister, teacher, and student, mm -hmm. whatever the case might be, there is a relationship when you know, when you see mental health. Usually, most of them they emanate from you know dysfunctional relationships at some some point at some level, mm -hmm. and and so um, it's very key then to 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 know that so that you can also do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the common uh, problems that you see right now on the market in, in Zimbabwe? Yeah. I, I think we've seen a lot of media reports, I think sometimes talking and mm -hmm. highlighting the issues around drug abuse, but you know, mental health is quite wide. So tell yeah. us about some of the, the problems that you're seeing um, across different ages also. So before I, I go into that, I think it is important for your audience to know, uh, most people when you talk about mental health, 
the first thing that comes to their mind is that, that, is that one person which we, who we have all seen, um, you know, who's walking in the middle of the road against traffic, who hasn't bathed for 100 days, who's eating from the bean. And that's our concept of mental health. Mm -hmm. While that is part of mental uh, illness, you know, it, it constitutes probably 1%. Mental illness is divided into two main categories, major and minor. Major mental health uh, illnesses are those, when they appear, they will definitely disturb that person's life. Minor, they disturb you, but you're functional. So you still go to work, you still go to school, you still remain as if things are together, but at the background or behind the scenes, somebody's suffering. So, so, so what I want to say is that there are things that are common in all human societies, whether it's African society, Caucasian, Indian, and these things, what, what we call common mental disorders, and the most commonest, common, uh, commonest mental disorder or mental problems is actually anxiety, mm. you know. So anxiety yes. is, is common. It affects 30% of the population. So if you're in a room, if you're in a church, if you're at a company and there are 10 people, three, three people are yeah. suffering from mental health, yeah. in your, you know. So if you're at a wedding, 30% of the people in that function. If you're at a political party a rally, 30% of the people there, they are already, they, they, they are, they've got some men. If you are in a family gathering, 30%, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's very, very common. Causes a lot of disturbance. The second one will be depression. And depression, it affects uh, 20%, 18 to 20% of all the females. And male population, we are talking of uh, almost 9 to 10%, especially post-puberty. Uh, 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 you know, so those are the ratios. So you can see the kind of burden that you are dealing with. Mm -hmm. But obviously there are other things that we are now seeing now, especially in Zim, which is drug abuse. We are now seeing that really increasing. You know, COVID has actually unraveled. We have seen uh, daytime drinking being normalized. People are now drinking every day. We can also see the, the numbers from uh, breweries who, who actually report that, you know, their volumes you have increased by 40% during this time, which means more people are drinking. And when you see that, it means you're going to get more people getting addicted. So we've got alcohol and drug abuse. And um, uh, among the youth now, uh, um, because one of the things that we have seen in our practice in, in, in um, substance and rehabilitation is that when people are younger, 35 and below, they are mixing. They are mixing alcohol, uh, cannabis, crystal meth, whatever they can find, globs, or whatever things. They, they, they can smoke anything. As they get older, they usually sort of like uh, choose one thing that they, they do. And so you see a lot of alcohol um, you know, disorders in the elderly, um, but more you know, um, harder drugs and mixing and multiple drug abuse in the younger generation. And currently, the main problem is uh, a few years ago, it used to be Bronclear, which is a yeah. uh, codeine-based Yes, I think uh, there was a mixture. huge problem with that. I think they like, walk around anywhere, even huge. whether it's in town or near yes, the pharmacy, yes. it's there. Uh, While it's still there, yeah. the, it has been sort of like overshadowed by the use of crystal meth, uh, um, or, um, you know, which has really taken Zimbabwe by storm, and yeah. it causes a lot of damage. Yeah. It's, I think it's quite heartbreaking and sad. I think I've seen some of the footage, I think, coming out. And I think it's, it's a, also a function, I think, of access, I think a number of socioeconomic factors, and I think True. we've got a number True. of just microeconomic drivers that are there. So what are the main, I think, causes behind, I think, all these issues that you're raising? 
So look, uh, there is no one cause for yes. mental health yeah. illness. Yeah. And so it will, there will be a genetic predisposition. And so you can actually look in your family tree. If you, there is uh, people that have suffered from that, then there's, uh, there's risk. But obviously the risk is not 100%, even among uh, you know, twins, uh, from the same, uh, who share the same uh, genes. There is, there is always, but there is a strong genetic component. So one of the things that you need to, to do is to look at, and, at your own profile of your family. You know, uh, how, the, 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 I, always, I, I usually say, look at the uh, 20 closest relatives to you genetically. What are the issues that they suffer from? You know, and if, if that could actually be a sign of things that you could suffer, and it helps you to stay away from certain things. Yeah. That's number one. The other thing that we've seen, obviously, there is, um, you know, um, the, the issue of trauma. Now, this trauma can occur in childhood, can occur in, um, th there's a lot of sexual abuse among women. We've seen yeah. almost 25% of women uh, in this country are, are, are sexually abused, and there's a lot of it. And that causes what we call psychological st uh, scars. Uh, there, there are also males that are also abused in that same way. There's physical abuse, there's emotional yes. abuse, there's sexual abuse. And, and this that's can, on the rise now, yeah, yes. And, and it can okay. And I always say that, um, um, you know, this emotional abuse can cause a lot of scarring because it's coming and it's being done by people that you trust. And when it's done by somebody that you are supposed, who is supposed to be caring for you or somebody who is trusting, the pain is more, it's deeper, and it causes more problems. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so we, we have seen this kind of abuse. So what we actually do when we actually do an assessment, we look at your timeline, and you say, and then we look at your story life, uh, life of your story, mm -hmm. and what we are checking for is, uh, you know, the evidence of trauma along the way, and, and the more trauma that you get into, you know, right now we are seeing something that is on the rise in Zimbabwe, the criminals, the, 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 the armed robberies, those are, yeah. those who leave, you know, uh, you know strong um, uh, uh, um, emotional scars, they, yeah. they, they will, so we're going to see a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder, we're going to see a lot of depression, we're going to see a lot of uh, paranoia coming because of all this. So, so, so it's trauma. So that trauma can literally come from anything. It can come, can come from accidents. Yeah. It can come from, um, you know, so in our relating as humans, we sometimes traumatize one another. Yeah. Knowingly think, and unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, even I think from economic and financial pressure. I think True. no one is immune because I, I think we know the environment that we live in. Mm -hmm. But I think there's just also a lot of pressure even at the household level. Even I think when you look at males, they seem to also be facing a lot of pressure. In terms especially of males. Especially yeah. males when, uh, you know, economic uh, pressure or economic trauma. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the biggest things because... Uh, the ego, of, especially of males, yeah. is, is on them wanting to provide. Yeah. Or a father wanting to be there and to be able to provide. And when that uh, cannot happen, it crushes a man. It crushes a male. And that in itself will breed all kinds of, of, of things. One of the things yeah. that I need to hasten to say on that is that the way males present, for example, depression, is totally different from or might be different from the typical, uh, you know, uh, feminine expression of depression. Mm -hmm. So with females, they might be crying, they might be social isolating, uh, staying in bed. Mm -hmm. Males might actually become aggressive. Mm 
uh, angry, very irritable, you know, so their response becomes different, but the driver is still the, uh, you know, the sadness, the mood that is depressed, but the way they express it is different. Yeah, and I think interesting enough, you unpack a bit about, you know, mental health and males and how we should prioritize that. But um, one thing that I can also just ask and unpack is that mm. um, you've highlighted the presentation, okay, of the mm. males. I'm yeah. saying that's what actually they do and how they present. Um, in terms of cultural uh, side, I know they like, okay, no offense, mm-hmm. but sometimes in some cultures, mental health is not really addressed true, and true. spoken about. Yeah. So one, maybe you're dealing with characters that are male and then also of a certain race. Sometimes I think, is there, are there challenges it's, that you see it's, there? It's, 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 it's one of my pain points, yeah. and that's why I come to programs like this, yeah. even though it takes... It was takes, tough for me to you say know, sorry. Yeah, yeah you know, but um, I, I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and Thank because it, yeah. we need a lot of awareness right now, um, and we just have to continue doing what we are doing. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, in our African uh, culture, yes. and not only just that, but also in our religiousness, both African religion or Christian religion, which is the bulk of, of the cultures and, and belief systems that are within our population, they explain mental health the same way. So it's other spirits, it's other demonic, it's other witchcraft. And because of that, because of that stigma, a lot of people do not seek help because they don't want, if families have got somebody that has a mental illness, they, they would rather hide that person because they don't want the neighbors, they don't want the relatives, they don't want people, the, the society to say that they have huge whiskers on their, on, their, on their son, on their daughter, so that they can be rich, you know, kuromba and all those kind of things. Or, um, or maybe somebody has used witchcraft and if you go to the prophets, they'll say there's somebody who is bewitching you. So because of that explanatory method, uh, method that we do across religions and across belief systems, which is similar, that actually causes more mental health better. Yes, I, I think so, and I agree. And I think another thing, I think as you're speaking about yeah. that and you're talking about, I think, um, this issue, I also just thought about sometimes presentation even in adolescents or the younger people. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people, I think, are dismissive of younger people and say, oh, oh no, yeah. maybe, oh, yeah. you know, it's just the age. Oh, yeah. I don't know, what should sometimes loved ones also look out for So yeah, when they're concerned? Obviously, the presentation depends mm-hmm. with age. Yeah. And mental illness can start, uh, you know, right from the age of zero months zero? until you die, until, wow. until you, oh whatever age. the age. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, so, we all have a brain and then yes. we all function because, sort of way. Yeah. Uh, science has proved yeah. that a fetus in the womb, at some point, they all start to hear. Yeah. Your, uh, and if the mom is depressed, she is producing cortisol. And that cortisol is affecting yeah, the baby. Stress. So you can actually, that's a stress hormone. So you yeah. can actually produce a stressed up fetus and the child who just entered the world mm. with stress. Just stress. You know? Yeah, no, I think that's so, why they say, yeah, like, with yeah. mothers, you should also sing to your child and also keep up in a nice, happy mood. And because the fights between the fights, the shouting, mm. they can feel it, you mm. know. So, so our kids, no matter how young, um, I've seen some people who are going through divorce, and amazingly, they think that their small children don't notice or don't notice the dysfunction. Don't notice that these guys are sleeping in separate rooms. Don't notice that they are fighting. They are not talking to one another. They can be three-year-olds. They can be four-year-olds. They cannot verbalize it. They may not understand what but is happening, know. but they can see, they can sense it, and it's affecting their mental health. Mm. 
you yes, know. No, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. I think everyone has got quite an important role yes. uh, to play. True. Yeah. I think, uh, thank you so much just for breaking down, I think, the types of issues that are mm. there. And I just want us to just move on to talk about, you know, what are the, some of the treatment options, uh, I think, that are there? Um, okay. So I think perhaps maybe before I go to treatment options, mm -hmm. okay, how does one know whether that um, it's just general day-to-day -day stress, okay. it's a, a difficult time oh, that someone's going through, that's, that's or brilliant. is it sometimes now that, okay, here I need to go to treatment and I need to seek professional help? That's a brilliant question, Yasha. Um, and um, the thing is this, everybody gets sad at some point in life. If I go outside, outside right now and my tire is flat, I'll get sad. <laughs> but I will not be sad the whole day. Yeah. I'll get, it's momentary, okay? But after that, I'm back to normal. Now, we say that somebody has got a mental illness when the emotional or the emotions yeah. or the psychological state is now making that function, that person dysfunctional. Okay. You can no longer work, you okay. become a danger to yourself, become a danger to others when there's a disturbance of normal function okay. that's when we then say this is now illness mm -hmm. okay so all of us there are moments we are angry there are moments you know those emojis that we send on our whatsapp those yes. are normal emotions that everybody expresses surprise disgust angry fear um you know sadness uh, and, and happiness mm -hmm. but when it is in, in excess when it now starts to disturb your normal living your work your marriage then it becomes an illness. And you can feel it that, no, I'm, I'm not myself right now. Yes. And uh, so at that point, that's when you need to seek help. Mm -hmm. And going to the second part of your question is that, what modalities? So there are different types of modalities. And um, most people fear to come, especially to psychiatrists, because of what they've seen on movies. Or maybe they've visited uh, the annex and things like that. They see yes. people because that are kind of like zombified, drooling saliva, and stiff and not walking. Yeah. But those are side effects yeah. of some of the medication, or yeah. tired, or breaking doors. But that's, uh, that's not psychiatry. I want to say that there are over 450 different types of um, mental health illnesses which range from insomnia, lack of sleep, mm -hmm. depression, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, anxiety, mm -hmm. panic attacks, mm -hmm. uh, phobias, fear of spiders, fear of going out, mm -hmm. fear of the dark, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Oh, there, are, there are so many, some of them are simple. Yeah. They are wide, wide range. So the treatment obviously depends on the type. So you have to have to, uh, the first thing that you have to do is to, is to have an accurate diagnosis of the problem. And you get it by interviewing the person. But then the treatment options that are available in this country, there are mainly two. Number one, you can use what is called psychotherapy. In simple terms, I call it talk therapy, yeah. where you, uh, you know, explore what's hurting the person, explore you know, the subconscious mind. And there are different types. It can be cognitive behavioral therapy, it can be psychoanalytic, it can be individual, it can be group. And, you know, there are quite a number of... Of, 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 of methodologies that are there in that space of psycho. But the main thing is, it's more of talk, more of, uh, you know, investigating the inner thoughts that the person might not be uh, consciously aware, but are happening because the mind is split into the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And we say that most of your emotions, they are being driven by the unconscious mind. So, so, so you might actually be acting and getting angry and you do not know why. And that's why sometimes you are so, you're just bored. 
And if you ask you, what's the reason? So I don't know. I don't know. There's something that is happening in your subconscious mind, and the purpose of a psychologist or a psychiatrist is, or a therapist is to go into that unconscious mind and un unlock it, unravel it, and find what is the driver of, of that emotional turmoil. So, um, uh, and 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 it's one of those modalities. The second one is we can as is what we then do mainly as psychiatrists is we use uh, uh, you know uh, uh, medication which is called pharmacotherapy. So we then use. So if you are depressed, we'll give you an antidepressant. If you are psychotic, we'll give you an antipsychotic. If you are anxious, we'll give you an anti-anxiolytic. If you are uh, you know, you're suffering from insomnia, we'll give you something that you have to sleep. If you are psych, uh, you know, so we will give you, um, if you've got mood disorders, we'll give you a mood stabilizer. So there are things that we can do with medication, you know. I'm glad that you're a pharmacist, and, 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 and so we are able to then uh, 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 alter your brain chemicals with those and then uh, actually help you. What I do though, what I've seen that works is a combination of the two. The, it actually gives us better um, outcomes. Yeah, because they prognosis. work in a synergistic yes. uh, manner. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what I've read is yeah. the best way yeah. for them. Yeah. True. So one of the things that I now do is all my patients that I see, I make sure that they also go to a psych psychologist. That combination is very key. Mm -hmm. So our practice that we run, there is always that psychological component and we've seen that the outcomes are better than one or individual of 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 these two mm. yeah. and then even on the treatment options um there's some natural products i think that are present that can also be utilized true uh they are natural products but i'm not uh you know a guru in that so yeah. i will not you know okay. i cannot know everything uh, but <laughs> no, so i, I will not be but there are natural we also know that there are natural ways of for example of, of releasing you know feel good hormones endorphins in your brain exercise is one of them yeah. you know okay. so yeah the, some lifestyle changes yeah some lifestyle like changes that, yeah are important, good relationships mm. and, and, you know, good family environment, all those are important mm. for a healthy, uh, what I call maintaining mental health. And everybody, mm. no matter who you are, no matter how, what you do, yeah. you need to maintain yeah. an environment that fosters uh, you know, good mental health. Yeah, and uh, sorry, when I was mentioning the natural products, I was just also thinking more of some of the complementary products. You know, sometimes um, someone will be feeling um, unbalanced mm. because perhaps it's just that they're lacking certain uh, minerals or vitamins. True, true. Oh, that oh, also okay, then okay. You know, true. Triggers in fact, it's, it's very yeah. common. One of the things yeah. that we actually do, especially in this part of the world, where our diets are sometimes not balanced, uh, whenever we find somebody who is presenting for the first time, especially with mental health illness, we really have to check for treatable causes. Yes. And one of them is uh, lack of vitamin B12. And you'll be shocked at how, how, yes. how, how often we find people with low vitamin B, low folate. Yeah. And these the things, they, actu yes, they actually cause mental, and they can actually cause you know, uh, mental health issues across the board. They can, it, it can manifest in any way. It can present in, itself in any way. And, and the other thing that we also need to do, you know, we also check for HIV, we also check for neurosyphilis, we check for natural things that we can actually treat. Because some people, you can actually just treat them. Mm, yeah. Yes, yeah. No, so I think it's an it's important thing to, I think, weigh up the balance. Yeah. Um, and I like when you mentioned that we also work as part of a multidisciplinary team. Yes. And there are a number of um, um, players that are involved when it comes to treating and helping patients. True. So you mentioned that there's a psychologist and there's also a psychiatrist. What yes. are the types of different... So, so yeah. um, 
the best thing is to have a therapeutic team. So yeah. you have a, a, a psychiatrist like myself, yeah. work with psychologists, we work with occupational therapists, mm -hmm. we work with social workers, yeah. because the social uh, environment and the structure is very important. We also work with, with uh, psychiatric nurses. It's, it's important because we all do a certain part best, yeah. you know, although we sort of like overlap at certain points, but there's people that are, you know, more poised and more uh, trained on in a in particular yes. aspect. And depending on the depth of, of, of treatment that is needed, you then call, you know, or put this team together. But at our therapeutic centers, especially the rehabilitation and the private psychiatric unit, these are stationed there full time so that we can give the very best that uh, yeah. a patient deserves for yeah. him to... And I think that this is a whole, I think, public health priority I think when it comes to issues around mental health. In terms of access to services um, between public and private sector, are these services accessible like in terms of a large scale? Look, um, one thing for sure, I used to work in, in, in the, in the uh, public sector. I used to be the chairman mm -hmm. at Arari Central Hospital, now Sali Mugabe. Yeah, I also used to be the deputy director of mental health services, the whole of Zimbabwe. So I'm quite abreast with, uh, you know, the, 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 the... One thing, the statistics of the skilled labor is appalling. Mm -hmm. For example, we've got yeah. under 20 psychiatrists for a nation of 15 million. And so... There is no way you can provide skilled services. Yeah. So hence, you know, I love what like um, one of my teachers, Professor Chibanda, is doing, where we we are now, you know, uh, you know, you know, task shifting certain psychiatric or certain uh, you know efficiencies to lay people. Yeah, That's the only way we can actually reach. Let's teach them, you know, how to identify the common uh, issues, the mental health, the, the drug, and, 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 and get help. So that's what we are, we are pushing for. But obviously, we still need centers of excellence. And, you know, and so uh, government is trying its best. But in the private, we, we have come and we established the first, and we now have got over three facilities that are world-class, uh, that can compete uh, one of them can compete with any facility in the in the world, which is our Mandara Mana. So these things are there, so that we we have a center of excellence. And if we need to train others, we are available. Mm. I still remember when I was at the ministry, we actually wrote treatment guidelines for drugs because we needed that to be out there, so that more people can have access to treatment. Mm. So. Um, we need more people, we need more hands, yep. we need more people yep. to come to, mm. to, uh, to become mental health uh, specialists. Yeah, and advocates. I think at the community level, I think I like what you've mentioned, and you had mentioned, uh, I think, uh, Dr. Chibanda earlier mm. on, yeah. and I've seen the work he's doing with the Friendship Bench. Yes. I think there's a lot more that we can do. And I think at this stage, probably we can move on to that. Mm -hmm. How do we empower people at the household level and at the community level to help support issues so, around mental health? Yeah, so what... What we need to do is really to raise the level of awareness um, and, 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 and just to go all out in all possible sectors, churches, schools, uh, businesses. And I now am really pushing for even mental health in the workplace, yeah. you know, and say businesses, you cannot run a health wellness uh, you know, uh, program without mental health. Yes. That has to be an integral part of that. And that's what we need to do. More awareness, more teaching. We will get there. 
but yeah. yes, to start somewhere. Yeah, and I think it also starts with awareness, and this yes. is one of the things yes, that we're true, doing right true. here. Yeah. And unfortunately, Dr. Teresa, we're running out of time, ah. um, but I was really enjoying this conversation, I think, around issues of mental health. Um, I think just um, given the few minutes that we have, mm -hmm. we'll probably just round up on a bit of the outlook. I like some of the work that you're doing when it comes to even business, mentorship, and some of the talks that you're giving. Can you probably please share a bit more about that? So, um, in my line of work, um, I'm a certified life coach. Not only am I a psychiatrist, but oh, I'm a certified yeah. life coach with what is called the Success Motivation Institute, which was in Texas. So, it's a whole training where we actually coach people to handle the issues of life, and one of them is business. So it's one of my passions, and what I've seen a lot of people struggle with um, with that, and coaching helps them, gives them hope, uh, mentors them, and we have seen a lot of people coming through doing well, and it also helps them just with their with their mind, with their their motivation, and it's also part of of of, of, of wellness. Remember, wellness is not just health but it's to do with your finance, mm. your spirituality. Yes. So we are touching as many dimensions of that wellness cycle or wellness wholesomeness mm. uh, as much as we can. Yeah, and I yeah. think I like that part where you're touching on um, self-empowerment. I yes. don't know any other few words that you can share in order to improve, I think, things around self-care and empowerment. Yeah, so my last words and my parting words, Nyasha, is that, look, we all need help at some point. And there is no need for you to suffer in silence. You need to get help, no matter whether you are male or you are female. It's not weakness, it is actually wisdom for you to seek help and seek help from professionals. That's my last words, uh, to say anybody can, uh, anybody can need help. There was a time I needed help in my own life and I was helped. And I'm just saying, anybody who needs help, please come and we'll see how we can help you. Yes. All right. Uh, no, thank you so much, Dr. Teresa. I think I really appreciate that. I wish we could have had a longer segment. Perhaps next time we'll call you again and yes. see what we can do. And we'll also, I think we'll hear a lot more from our viewers. If you have any questions, you can send through below. I'll also send some, um, link some of the resources that were mentioned earlier on during the podcast.